Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hello and welcome to the first podcast of Plan with the Taxman. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. We certainly appreciate it. We're going to spend time each and every time we do these podcasts talking about the world of investing, finance, retirement, taxes, all that good stuff with Des Moines professional alternative, Tony Morrow at Tax Doctor Inc., serving you in the central Iowa area from his office in Des Moines. You can reach out to Tony anytime you've got questions or concerns at 844 707 7381. That's 844 707 7381. And of course, we always encourage folks to make sure you subscribe to and follow the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Play, wherever podcasts are found. You can also find him online at his website at orgtaxdoctor.com. That's O-R-I-G, excuse me, O-R-I-G, taxdoctor.com. Tony, welcome in, my friend. How are you? Good, thank you. You doing all right this week? Uh, we are making it, yes. <laughs> you are making Been- it. At the time of this podcast, uh, as we're kicking things off, you guys have had a rough winter so far up there, and so hopefully things are getting a little better. We are melting as we speak, <laughs> and, you know, it's cold and rainy here, but, you know, it's tax season, and so... We're inside a lot. Well, I tell you what, I appreciate your time through tax season. I know you get pretty hectic, and we've got a lot of good content that we're going to cover on the podcast as we do these a couple times a month and send these out to your clients and prospective clients and things of that nature. So hopefully this will help people out with some useful nuggets of information. And again, if they have questions or concerns, they can always reach out to you and talk with you about these questions. So let's kick it off with something I saw on the news, and I kind of wanted to get your take as a tax guy here on this and see what you think about this. And hopefully I say this gentleman's name right, but Jamie Dimon, I think is his name, is the CEO at J.P. Morgan. And he recently stated, was quoted as saying, that he feels the next recession in this country, major recession, could be around student loan debt. So, you know, kind of like the housing crash back in 08, 09, he thinks this might be more student loan debt. Uh, currently, outstanding student loans are around $1.5 trillion, which is crazy, second only to the mortgage debt. How do you advise clients, Tony, when you see people coming in and you're helping them plan for taxes or retirement and the different things that you do when it comes to the college aspect of funding that for their kids? So to hopefully not be too far behind the eight ball. Yes. And we see so many clients come in that are really not that prepared to send their kids to college because they basically had not or have not started saving yet. Right. And so... You know, the first thing, the easy part is if you've got young kids is, you know, you need to be saving and saving early, which is easier said than done because life gets in the way and, you know, it somewhat gets past you. The thing we see today, though, with college costs being so high that I think parents have got to take a look at and the kids as well is based on what they want to go into, you know, choosing the proper college based on a lot of it on cost because, you know, for example, if you've got a profession that, you know, has somewhat upper end earning potential or right. limited earning potential, you may have to choose a college or want to choose a college that is not going to be $100,000 a year because it's going to take you so long to get that paid back if you need to borrow money. 
Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. And so with so many people being, you know, unprepared for that, and I notice we see this a lot too, is a lot, especially with retirees, if you had kids maybe a little bit later, you're not retirees, maybe pre-retirees, as you're getting into that 50 plus range and you're trying to help your kids through college, you got to be real careful that you are not sacrificing your retirement just to help the kids because it can kind of be a cyclical thing where, you know, they're having trouble getting off the ground. Now you've sacrificed your retirement and now they need your help and you need their help. And it's kind of a vicious cycle you got to be careful of. It really is. And we have seen clients where they've actually pulled large chunks of money out of IRAs, 401ks, things like that to pay for their kids' college. And by the time they get to us, if it's already done, you know, we, we always try to tell them, you know, you should have seeked advice first because it's going to be so hard for you in your 50s to replenish that. And of course, the kids can always borrow the money right. and or you. But to do that is we feel like it's a huge financial mistake for parents to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good conversation here as we're talking on our first uh, episode of Plan with a Taxman podcast with Tony Morrow. And so, Tony, I'm going to turn our attention to our main topic this week. And I ask you a question. So, first of all, do you have a junk drawer at home? I'm sure you do. I have a junk drawer, yes. Yeah. Now, the big question is, is do you have more than one? Because I know I do. <laughs> I only have No, I do just have one. Okay. All right. So, uh, usually most people have a junk drawer, right? And it's usually in the kitchen. We usually have one somewhere in that area, maybe an office or something like that. But, you know, there's like everything under the sun in the junk drawer, usually, except for what you're looking for, right? You go to find something and it's not in there. But you can find a plethora of stuff, you know, rubber bands, glue sticks, tape measure, flashlight, you know, pair of scissors, whatever. And and so I was thinking about this the other day. A lot of us may have a financial junk drawer as well. So I thought it might be kind of fun to talk about the six things that I came across that could be wasting away in your financial junk drawer. And maybe we can talk about some ways to put those to better use. All right. Yes. All right. So give, let's give it a whirl here. One of the things you may find in the junk drawer is an old life insurance policy. What do you think about it? Would you, would you expect to find that in there? And are there some better ways to think about that? Definitely so. We see people bringing them in all the time that they've had old life policies that they have found that sometimes they didn't even realize they still had. <laughs> right. And a lot of times, you know, with the rates especially have changed over time, you know, depending on if they still need the coverage and what their goals are, they may be better off, you know, switching that policy into something new and actually saving money if they're still paying premiums. Yeah. And so a lot of times with these insurance policies, you want to have these conversations with your advisor because there could be, depending on health and so on and so forth, a lot of times you can actually maybe get some better rates, better coverage, things of that nature. So kind of dusting those off is certainly worth having that conversation. It only takes a few minutes to run through that. Another item that you might find in there, Tony, of similar ilk is outdated will or maybe an outdated estate plan. Yes. And just like the life insurance policies, you know, we always tell people, you know, you need to pull these out and review them regularly because they do get outdated. And if you've got something that's, you know, 20 years old and your whole life situation has changed since then and something was to happen to you, especially if on a will, you know, you've got issues there that may not be your wishes anymore. So we tend to tell our financial clients that we'd like to review these at least yearly, if not more so, you know, if they've got a lot of things changing. 
Yeah, and I think that's a good point. And of course, as we've heard many, many times when it comes to some of the outdated wills or estate plans, updating beneficiaries, you know, making sure that you're kind of staying up with that because we can set it and forget it. I mean, that's kind of the point of a junk drawer. You throw things in there and you kind of forget about it and you spend time thinking about other things and then all of a sudden something happens and you're a little bit behind the eight ball there. So here's another funny one that I saw and uh, we don't see these much anymore, but I guarantee that somebody's got this in their financial junk drawer. Do you remember when they used to send out the social security estimates on those little green sheets of paper i know they don't do it very often anymore i think maybe it's every few years or something they want us to go online now to what is it uh, ssa.gov i think that's correct yeah but you know if you're you're going through your junk drawer i guarantee somebody's got one of those green sheets in there maybe it's from the clinton administration or something who knows but the point is that you want to make sure that your estimate is up to date and going to the ssa.gov and making sure you understand what those numbers are because your social security is going to play a pretty big role in most people's retirement plans yes and even though people go online to get them they don't go online soon enough or right. often enough okay. yep. and what we see is they'll bring in their printout from online but it's still four or five six years old and it really becomes a problem if we get into our 50s and we're starting to talk about retirement and what we've got coming in. If we haven't looked at that in a long time, first of all, it may be inaccurate, which we have had people and we have found inaccuracy at the Social Security Administration side that they've had to go back and fix. But the other reason is, is we want to get the most up to date you know, numbers that you can expect to receive at the different ages that you can receive them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people do get the kind of the misconception, Tony. And as a tax professional, and you do a lot of during the tax season, do you find that people feel as though the Social Security office is going to help them with the, some of this stuff more than they actually do? I mean, they're not, it's not really their job, correct? That's correct. And, you know, the social, we hear the, the stories about the Social Security offices, you know, about being very crowded and, and it takes a long time when you go down the, quote, horror stories, you know, right. but right. the people there are knowledgeable and helpful is more their function, though, is to help people administratively get statements and things like that. And most of our clients want to know, well, should I take it at 62, 65, you know, or wait till 70 ish? And that's the biggest thing on people's mind. And Social Security is not going to answer that for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, great point. So we're having a little fun here today on the podcast. And this, of course, is Playing with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow at Tax Doctor, Inc., serving you here in the central Iowa area. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play and various other podcast outlets. We're having a little fun talking about the six things wasting away in your financial junk drawer that maybe you could put to better use. And we've covered three of those so far. Another one is uh, probably 401k statements. You know, it used to be years and years ago that, you know, folks would get a job, they'd work there for their entire life and get a pension and retire. We all know that's kind of gone the way of the dodo. It does happen once in a while, but for the most part, you don't see it often. Nowadays, you definitely find people who have multiple past employer, employers, excuse me, and maybe in this junk drawer, you've got you know several 401k statements from some past employers, and maybe they're even orphaned accounts where you've kind of left them behind. In, during tax time, people bring these statements in and you know we, we have to sift through them because they think that they are you know needed for the tax return and generally they're not but we do find that you know the average we, we actually calculated a couple of years ago the average person has at least our clients has about five of these oh wow old you know statements or old plans you know out there with money in them 
And what happens a lot of times is they lose track or they have a small balance and then they immediately want to take it out. And we tell them, you know, that's not a good tax move. It's not a good retirement move. Be better off to roll it into a rollover IRA and maybe consolidate some of this stuff to at least have it in less spots so you can keep track of it, you know, a lot easier. Yeah, I imagine just the paperwork aspect alone, when you're talking like five of those, uh, can get pretty hefty. And a lot of times, too, if you do leave these behind, Tony, you're not going to have as many options, right? By transitioning these into an IRA or something, you're going to have a a bigger array of investing options to choose from. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, most of the 401ks, you know, have a basket of funds in a fund family or two. And we tell clients, you know, if you roll it into a rollover IRA, now that, you know, basically you can choose pretty much any investment you want and you know and then as you get others you can certainly roll them in and consolidate everything but yeah. yes yeah absolutely so uh, i got two more items here on our list of six things wasting away in the financial junk drawer and the last two maybe a little bit more unique but some people may have them so i thought it'd be worth bringing up and i don't know about you tony but did you used to get uh, these from your grandmother you know back in the day we'd get some gifts from grandparents when we were young and mine used to give me u.s savings bonds <laughs> you ever come across that we come across that. In fact, I never did receive any, okay. but All right. my son, who just graduated from college, and we have him in our safe at home, he has a, oh, I don't know, probably about $3,000 worth of them okay. now, and, and they're just kind of sitting there, and he, you know, we need to get those cashed in for him. So what's some thoughts for folks if they maybe have some of those savings bonds in their financial junk drawer? A lot of times they are a, a long-term investment. They are. They're a long-term investment, very safe investment. Most of the time, if you've got some really old ones, they are past the actual date where they're continuing to pay interest. And so if you've got some that old, you really need to check that out because you're not earning anything on them anymore. If they're still making some money, you know, you have to decide if, you know, this ultra safe investment is still what you're looking for and what you're going to do with it and at least get it out of the financial junk drawer and into the real drawer of here's what I have and here's my plans with it. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, I was kind of talking about these different things and somebody was like, well, your grandmother was pretty cool. And I was like, well, this was a long time ago. And I think I got them like two or three times, you know, when I was like 10 or something like that. But yeah, there's lots of different things. And the idea here, folks, is that there's going to be items in the quote unquote financial junk drawer to kind of Tony's point, maybe the safe in the house or whatever, where you do kind of put some of these important documents that wind up not being that important to you. They kind of get pushed aside, and there's ways to possibly better utilize these. And so it's worth having a conversation with your financial advisor and making sure that you're maximizing everything that you need to for taxes and or for retirement plans. And the final one here, Tony, now I'm from North Carolina and I used to live in Michigan for a long time in both of these areas. And I'm not sure as well here in the Des Moines area, but you tell me people would purchase land a lot of times for a couple of reasons. A lot of times it's always an investment, right? You get a, you buy something uh, hoping that maybe a subdivision is going to be coming at some point and they're going to buy it back from you for a certain money or a strip mall or whatever. But a lot of times people wind up buying attractive land for hunting purposes, at least in the States that I've lived. And they wind up, you know, getting that to use it for maybe clear cutting or hunting or whatever. But the point being is maybe in the junk drawer, you've got a lot vacant lot that you purchased as an investment and you've just done nothing with it. Yes. And here in Des Moines is the same way. We, we have a lot of clients that 
purchase little tracks for hunting, okay. you know, things like that. Some of them will purchase some tracks along the outskirts and as Des Moines has grown, you know, in the hopes of, you know, the city expanding and, and right. them making money. But a lot of them generally buy these lots and don't do anything with them and, you know, have them for anywhere from five to 20 years. And they're finding, you know, that the, the appreciation is not as, as great as they thought sometimes. And then they come in, you know, scratching their head saying, you know, what am I really doing with this land here? Because I don't use it and it's not throwing me off any investment income, you know, and hopefully, you know, if it's appreciated, depending again on what their goals are and what they you know want to continue with, to possibly looking at maybe selling that and converting that into something that can earn them, you know, some sort of return. And so when you see people with these things, a lot of what you do is helping people kind of pull all this stuff together as well as other things. And we're going to talk about a lot of stuff on the podcast over the next coming weeks and months. But do you just kind of work through each scenario one on one and try to help people find the best solution for them individually? We do. You know, we spend a lot of time on stuff like this rather than just boring them with, you know, here's what you should be doing in your investments and whatnot. Because a lot of people have a lot of different things going on, and these being some of them, and try to give them some things to think about, if nothing else. Well, you know, Tony, you've been doing this for 23 years or so in the financial services industry. You're a CFP, a certified financial planner, and an EA. And what is an EA? An EA is an enrolled agent. Ah, that's right. And so that's a tax specialty granted by the U.S. Treasury. So gotcha. So you uh, you definitely have seen your fair share of stuff through the years. Well, look, folks, this has been our first podcast. We hope that you enjoy it, and we hope that you share this with friends, family, people that you feel might benefit from this podcast. And again, make sure you subscribe to it on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, various things. And we're going to do these a couple times a month, and Tony's going to share some useful nuggets of information, and we'll have a little fun along the way and try to make things uh, approachable and relatable, kind of like the financial junk drawer. So, Tony, thank you so much for being here on Playing With The Tax man thanks for having me with you and if folks got questions or concerns and they want to talk to you they can always just reach out at 844-707-7381 that's 844-707-7381 tony my friend thank you so much have a great day thank you we'll talk to you next time right here on plan with the tax man Anthony Morrow, HD Vest Advisor. Securities offered through HD Vest Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through HD Vest Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through HD Vest Insurance Agency, LLC. 6333 North State Highway 161, Fourth Floor, Irving, Texas, 75038. 972-870-6000. The original Tax Doctor, Inc. is not a registered broker-dealer or registered investment advisory firm.